Welcome to Reactive. I'm Khalil, and I'm here with Raquel. Hi! Wow, that was a long one. <laughs> and Henning! Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm cloud computed at the moment, so there's just a mega delay. I don't know. Uh, yeah. There's lag. There's lag in the system. <laughs> oh, dear. But are you back in America? I am. I am. No, I've, I've been here for a, a while, but I just... Ugh. It's December. 2016 is almost over. It's crazy. I can't it's gone wait so fast. for this entire year to just be done. <laughs> I just yeah. want it to be done. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness. Well, is there a lot of uh, tiring events coming up for you, or um, is it just yeah? I mean, done it's, with 2016. It's the, I mean, this year in particular has just been not my favorite year. Um, <laughs> And uh, so I'm looking forward to the end of that. And then uh, oh. December is always just a bit of a whirlwind. Like I, I calculated it. And over the next like next six weeks, I'll be I, I only have like 12 work days. So <laughs> wow, it's wow. like, yeah. So I'm like, I'm traveling a lot and uh, going a lot of different places. So it's it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think the consensus mm. anyway is that, that 2016 wasn't that great of a year, but uh, I don't yeah. know. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the two of you have a past, like, both of you had kids born this year, so I guess we shouldn't, like, annihilate 2016 as a year entirely. Um, <laughs> you know, something, something, yeah, you right. like your children, I assume, something, something. But I would like to just kind of finish this year and kind of move on to the next one. Okay. Just Really, what I would like. It will happen. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. It will. It will. All right. <laughs> so yeah, so, and then we'll we'll yeah we'll see how how the recording goes with all your traveling and stuff. But uh, I should actually be able to make it as long as we okay. keep to the same recording schedule. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which yeah, let's let's make it happen. Yeah. From now on, no breaks. Yeah. Yes. I'm all so right. sorry, dear listener. <laughs> all the all our pharmaceutical company sponsors are gonna jump off the the podcast train. If we don't. <laughs> Wait, we have pharmaceutical sponsors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always record it like at the end of the show when you guys not listening anymore. Then uh, some uh, I, f I put in the ads and and, and yeah. I'll I'll trans I'll transfer the the money uh, soon. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, gave sure. It away. That's. Yeah, yeah. That, that's good. So That's good. Meanwhile. Yeah, yeah, so we have to stay. So I'm just saying, let's let's keep recording. It's very important. <laughs> Meanwhile, Henning and Raquel <laughs> learned that Khalil has been making a ton of money off of this podcast. <laughs> and they're sitting there going, I'm hungry. <laughs> Where's I make my no pizza money? money? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. goodness. No, no, I'll transfer your share okay. soon. Yeah, PayPal. After PayPal I deduct well all my work. Just, just shift the, over. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, it's been a... It's We have, like, a lot of stuff to catch up on because it's been a while since we last recorded. Um, right. In particular, I went to Singapore. No big deal. Wow. Uh, no big deal at all. <laughs> it was actually pretty great. I went to JSConf Asia... Um, which is a, a conference in Singapore, a two-day conference. It's preceded by CSS Conf Asia. Um, I didn't get to go to that. Uh, I was too busy 
wandering around uh, Singapore eating my way. Because uh, <laughs> it was also American Thanksgiving uh, on the same day as CSS Conf Asia. And I was just like, you know what? It's Thanksgiving. It is my American That's duty right. to eat myself silly. So I yeah. just, I, I ate a lot of food. Um, and, and you were live tweeting it. I, yes, I was, uh, I was. I was live at tweeting. At the edge of my seat. <laughs> lunch one, <laughs> lunch two, dinner. <laughs> I attempted to have dessert, but I just couldn't fit any more food in. It was ridiculous. Um, but I did, I did make it to the Botanic Gardens, which is a UNESCO World Heritage uh, Gardens. Uh, only three, like there's only like three in the world or something. It was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Mm. And uh, met some really cool characters. Um, there were some live chickens, or sorry, not lived. Yes, they were live, uh, but they were like not farm chickens. They were just chickens, just kind of hanging out, just public chickens. I, I don't know. It was pretty funny. Um, awesome. And literally uh, wild public chickens. Public chickens. Yeah, yeah, wild. Yeah, <clears throat> wild chickens. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Not live. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm used to. Not live chickens on my dinner table. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> awkward. Uh, saw some swans and some uh, Singaporean squirrels, which were pretty cool. And uh, and monitor lizard. I, I ran across a monitor lizard. If you follow me on Twitter, uh, I posted a video of this. Like, I'm just walking down this path. And then all of a sudden, there's this, like, massive lizard. I'm just like, oh, my goodness. What the heck is that? I mean, this thing was easily... Let me see. So in in American terms, it was like a foot long and about uh, eight inches wide. Um, in like non-American terms, that's about, I want to say like 33 cent. Wait, hold on. It's 100 centimeters to a meter, right? Yeah. So 30, like about like 30 to 40 centimeters long and about like... 10 to 15 centimeters wide something like that maybe it was bigger i don't remember yeah they can, but it was, they can get really huge yeah they can be really huge so uh today's animal facts are going to be about monitor lizards um Woo. <laughs> uh monitor lizards uh can reach um 4.7 to 122 inches in length uh that's really big I, I can't do inches to to centimeters like really quickly in my head, um, but they can go from 2.2 to 360 pounds of weight, depending on the species. Komodo dragon is the largest species of the monitor lizard. Um, it was not a Komodo dragon that I saw, but it looked oh, a lot like a yeah, Komodo dragon. That's good, dragon. because you should have been yeah. running then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, especially since monitor lizards are carnivores. Uh, diet is based on... Uh, the eggs, fish on eggs, fish, reptiles, birds, and small mammals. So yes, uh, did you know that monitor lizards have poisonous saliva, so that they can help Ooh. kill their prey? Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, they, uh, unlike other lizards, monitor lizards cannot regenerate their tails in the case of loss, which I thought was kind of interesting. But so the monitor lizard is is related to the 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 one that's the Komodo dragon, I guess. It's not the same yeah. thing, right? So a Komodo dragon is a type of monitor lizard. Oh, okay. So monitor lizards are kind of like a a broader Yeah, like, cuz I knew fringe. I knew that the Komodo dragons have venom and they they actually mm -hmm. they just need to nick you and then they just follow you around until you keel over and then they uh, then they'll eat you. <laughs> 
So they do well, that with, uh, with, you know, cows and stuff or animals that size. They can take yeah. them down. Yeah. So nice. Right. Huh. Well, that's a sobering thought. I'm really glad that I did not become <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner for some animal. Um, yeah. 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 And, and also <clears throat> monitor lizards can survive eight to 30 years in the wild. So. All right. And you saw one of these? Um, where? Just one. like on the side of the road or? It was in the park. It was in the botanic oh, wow. gardens. Like, okay. yeah, not, not, not like. Not freely ranging or roaming. No, no. Okay, but it was good. like, well, no, it, it was, it was just, oh, no, sorry. It was freely ranging. It was just hanging out. Oh. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't a zoo or anything. It was, it was just, you know, yeah, the, wandering. The monitor lizards everywhere in Asia. Like, I think so, yeah. out everywhere. Yeah. So hmm. I was. Well, I, I saw a bunch okay. of them in Thailand as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, when my when my wife was in in Thailand for for a trip, she uh, she's like there were there were like monitor lizards in the water, and like and she's like super afraid of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was like super scared. But yeah, they're they're huge. Uh, they're, but they're really cool looking. They really look like dragons. Yes. Yeah, they do. It's really, totally. They're really cool. There's this, there's like a really legendary video on YouTube where there's two monitor li- lizards fighting the shit out of each other <laughs> in the middle. And then they're really big and they're in the middle of a street where like there's like, you know, like the cars driving by and stuff and they're just fighting, wrestling them each other. And it's just, and it goes on for like 10, 20 minutes. And people are just standing around them. So betting money on them. <laughs> <laughs> Commenting. Crazy. Oh, goodness. Goodness gracious. So, Legendary. so yeah, so that was that. I was in Singapore. It was cool. I spent more time on an airplane than I did at the actual conference. Yeah, I was just going to say, that must have been quite the wow. trip. Um, that's yeah. like smack on the other side of the planet, pretty much. Yeah. You, right? Well, so here's the yeah. funny thing. I learned that uh, Germany is kind of equidistant between Singapore and San Francisco. Hmm. Whereas, like, so to me, like, I should be halfway between germany and singapore but no the pacific ocean is really freaking huge like really (laughs) really really huge i took a non-stop flight from san francisco to singapore and it was 19 hours oh my gosh yeah wow yeah ouch mega and you just over water the whole time yeah yeah pretty much (laughs) just the whole time uh mega mega shout out to singapore airlines uh the food was delicious the entertainment system yeah, was flawless. Um, there were, you know, power outlets for every single seat. I was, I mean, I had to be, I had to be in the same spot for 19 hours, but you know what? It was pretty okay. Nice. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So cool. highly recommend Singapore Airlines for that. Good deal. Good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Are you watching the video of the modern yeah, lizards was, just beating each other up? I was trying to, I was trying to, I was trying to find it. But, uh, <laughs> I only find others. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> All right. So that's what I did. Uh, that, that was, that's my excuse for, for not, you know, being around to, <laughs> to record the last few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I don't have any excuses, but I came across a cool video. Um, uh, by Amazon, and they are building something that um, makes my least favorite activity seem like it might become uh, less terrible. 
So okay. there's this service they're rolling out. It's called Amazon Go. Have you heard of it? I I haven't actually. No? Okay. So what, I've seen it, yeah. but I don't really know what it's about. Okay. So um, they are going to early next year. They already have uh, one store in uh, sort of in beta testing, and it's open to their own employees. Essentially, it's a it's a grocery store that has no checkout lines. And the way it works is you basically walk into the store um, <clears throat> and you have this app, um, some Amazon Go app, I guess. And you basically, um, I don't know if you have to sort of let the store know that you're, th that you're going in. Um, they didn't go to, into that in detail. Um, but anyway, you just basically take things off the shelf, put them in your bag and you walk out. And uh, the way they say this works there weren't a lot of technical details to be found and i, I sort of assumed it would be with uh um what are those called rfds or whatever those tags are that basically rfid yeah, yeah but but it's not so what they're using is uh computer vision uh to some degree at least in combination with other things and and sensors and stuff like that but essentially the way they made it sound like in that ad and, and various articles that i've read is that basically they will um observe you <laughs> take an item while well, the computer or the you know the system will observe you take an item off the shelf and then add it to your cart and if you put it back it recognizes that as well so um, on the one hand I find this super super fascinating from the technical you know point of view and mm -hmm. also that you know shopping should be a lot more fun on the other hand it's like man you, you know privacy zero um, yeah yeah <laughs> They, yeah, they know how long you hesitated to take the cupcake off the, the shelf and can, <laughs> can feed you the perfect ad next time or something, you know. But uh, they have a, you know, a really fancy, glitzy looking looking ad that's like all these happy people mm. walking into the store, just putting something in their bag and walking out. So, you know, I mean, that's uh, that is pretty cool. So they, they actually want to roll this out in Seattle. This store is already exists in Seattle, but it's only... Um, accessible to employees and they want to basically roll this out at the beginning of the next year and um, I don't think there's any announcements as far as how many they're going to do or what but uh, looks really really interesting so I'm, I'm looking at the frequently asked questions and um, it's uh, yeah so like a lot of this technology is stuff that like I, I, I'm familiar with from like the robotics industry um, and it looks to me like the way that they do it, right? Like I only have the tiniest bit of information, but I can interpolate and extrapolate. And I think what they're doing is they're taking your phone to find out where you are in the store. And then they correlate that with what you're picking up and taking off based on weights in the in the shelving. And then also computer vision and sensor fusion. Oh my God, this is just like... This is a well, this, really, this, really, really hard problem. Exactly, because what if there's two people standing close to each other yeah. and they're grabbing something that's right next to each other or they're crossing hands or something like that? It's like, wow, that is uh, not easy I don't, to solve that I don't problem. know how they're going to do that. Yeah. To be honest, I have no idea. Anyway, also, bye-bye <laughs> privacy. You are no longer, you know, you no longer matter. It's all about the consumerism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's always it's already you know when you shop online and you do things on certain you know companies properties like Google and they they know everything you're doing but now they're actually observing you physically. That is another level of creepy in my opinion. Very. So anyway, interesting. Yeah. 
I think it's it's still cool because I, I just hate I hate shopping. Yeah. At least at least <laughs> going to the store it's it's horrible. Agreed. You could dress up as as somebody else. <laughs> Steal someone's you dress phone. up as a monitor lizard. <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean I know that, that several years ago, like I'm talking like more than five years ago. Um I remember that there were some stores some grocery stores that allowed you to take like uh, a like one of those little checkout uh, beam things. And you could go around and as you're filling your cart, you could you could you know oh, scan the, the UPC. Stuff. Yeah, you can scan it yourself. Um, words are really hard today, so thank you for filling that in for me. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like the the scanny with the BB and the the laser. Um, anyway, so yes, yeah, so you can scan your different items and put them in your cart, and then you just kind of pay for it separately. And I have no idea how far that went. My <clears> guess <throat> is that they stopped being able to trust people because, I mean. People cheat. Yeah. Of course people cheat. Like, why wouldn't you cheat? You have an opportunity to save a bunch of money and get a lot of food uh, if you don't scan it all. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, interesting. Interesting. What happens if, if you don't have an Amazon account and you just walk in and take something <laughs> and run out? Uh, yeah, that's. I guess then there's like a, that's there's what the like computer vision is for. That they, they identify lasers you. shooting you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, there, there's really a lot of hard problems here, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm very curious to see how how this goes because just even to do, you know, self checkout in a grocery store, that is extremely difficult too. As to how mm-hmm. how to detect, okay, did the person now put the item, you know, in the bag or not, and mm-hmm. have have all the items been scanned and and all these, mm-hmm. you know, error cases because, you know, they have to still have people attending to the self-checkout systems because they don't work that well. So these guys are taking it to, like, a whole different level. It's so. just, you know what? They're, they're going to be... Uh, they're, you know what? I think that they're going to, they, they currently still must be uh, solving this problem, problem with the Mechanical Turk service that they have. You know that thing? Nope. Mm-hmm. Is it Amazon or yeah. was it something else? No, it's Amazon. It's Amazon. Yep. Or it's just like there's just an army of hundreds of thousands of people that do little tiny tasks. So maybe there's like uh, people sitting in front of computers <laughs> and then clicking boxes or something. <laughs> it's all not impossible. Like the of the <laughs> not impossible. But yeah, yeah. like what they have to. I could imagine that they still would have like humans. Like supervising yeah. the whole process and kind of correcting for mistakes the computer makes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, how do how do do you know how the uh, like the lane departure warnings on cars? How do they work? Cause that's that must be optical, right? Yeah. No, that's that's yeah. purely scanned. Oh wait, so lane departure warnings on vehicles? Like yeah. so, like if Sorry. you're driving and you accidentally move out of your lane. Yeah, that's that's totally optical. That's based on the lines on the road. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty simple problem, but yeah. it's still a big a big deal and they didn't have it until mm-hmm. fairly recently. Right. Now they want to detect people grabbing things off shelves. That's like in real time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was really impressed with my local public library because um the the checkout system is such that you basically you you grab your pile of books right? Like you can have like five, 10 books and you put them on the desk 
and then it just and and you scan your your library card and then it just automatically knows which books you've checked out like immediately and it's all with mm. RFID technology um but like I was really I was really proud of myself cuz I knew that I could put all five of my books on the desk and my husband was going there one by one like no I need to make sure <laughs> and I'm like no look put them all on all like in one pile and he was like whoa that is so cool and you know like that one uses RFID technology it's just right in the in the book that way it immediately knows which books are on the table it's fine um but this is just man i don't know yeah. <laughs> it's hard it's <clears throat> yeah very interesting <laughs> yeah. to find like would be very interesting to find out what they exactly doing mm-hmm. indeed hopefully that will uh, come out soon at some point yeah i mean we'll see <clears throat> we'll, see. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <sighs> Maybe all Amazon employees have chips implanted. Mm-hmm. And just waiting until everybody else has that too. <laughs> the Amazon chip. <laughs> no. That is the, that's the actual, that's actually, Amazon Go is actually the name of the chip that gets implanted. I see. That makes mm-hmm. sense, yeah. actually. I figured it out. You did. <clears throat> Would, aye, aye, aye. would either either of you do something like a like a chip implanting thing? No. If if it like makes your life incredibly convenient, I don't know. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of that movie. What is it? The the Horseman or whatever, where they all uh, explode in the end because they have a chip in their head. Anyway, oh, never mind. I don't know. That's never mind. Gruesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I think I think for me. So on the one hand, no, because I hate needles, and to implant something, I'm sure that there would have to be a needle somewhere. Um, well, w- what if not? What if you have like a little, you know, like a Star Trek, like scanner, and it's just zip implanted? Mm, anyway, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but the other thing is, <laughs> well, you have Rockbot. You have Bot in your name. It's true. So it's true. Seems like you want to be a bot. Yeah. A cy- cyborg. Yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> really? I don't. But it has to run on Node. No, God, no, no. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, install, reinstall everything on the chip via npm. Uh, remove Node modules. You can't see my face right now, but it is just staring at the wall in shock, <laughs> shock and horror. Like no. <laughs> Ah, uh, oh, uh, cyborg! In- install npm install cyborg. <laughs> that would be so great. Carrying on. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um. So, what was your talk about? Um. Oh, I I talked about npm. I did a so. Um. I was I was told that the crowd at at, at JSConf Asia. Um would really benefit from like a talk on how to use npm beyond just the basic npm install so mm-hmm. um i can't wait for this talk to come out because y'all are going to look at this and go oh my goodness what on earth did she do um basically i went on stage and i live coded an app using npm with like all like a whole bunch of different npm commands but i only had mm-hmm. half an hour so I I talked so fast, like 
You would not believe. Like I had somebody come up to me afterwards and say, I didn't know it was possible for a person to speak that quickly and still enunciate. Like <laughs> it was unreal. Like I and, and I warned everyone. I was like, look, I'm going to talk really, really, really fast now. Um, but this is going to be recorded and put on a YouTube so you can just watch it at like, you know, half speed and it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, normally you watch right. it at higher speed, but now this talk you have to watch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a normal speed. It sounds like this. At normal speed, it sounds like. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculously fast. Um, but I mean, people loved it. They had it was so much fun because like I, it was a I built a, a random wombat fact generator because, um, you know, animals and wombats. Um, and it was mm-hmm. it was really fun. It was a really, really fun talk. Uh, people got really jazzed afterwards. Every single person in the audience learned one new thing at least. Um, cause it's always tricky, right? Because you don't know necessarily if your audience is, uh, more on the like new to the, the technology spectrum or if they're further away on the, on the like super advanced, like could probably teach me a thing or two about NPM side. Uh, and mm. like my only goal was to make sure that every single person learned at least one new thing. Uh, and, and, Based on my very scientific method of of forcing people to talk to me by bribing them with stickers, uh, they all said yes that they had learned something new. So I consider it a success. Cool. So did you did you use like npm scripts? Uh, yep. Yep. I I and... did. I talked about npm scripts. I talked about uh, npm link. Um, npm uh, like how to how to use. Uh, like different shortcuts because I'm a lazy developer and I don't like to type very much. Um, uh, and I talked about how you can, uh, you don't ever have to install a global, a module globally ever again um, by using NPM scripts. And, uh, right. you know, so I, I even talked about the node REPL a little bit because I wanted to kind of show that off uh, just for people who had never, who like don't even know that there's a sandbox automatically for you in node. Um, and uh yeah so like it was it was good i didn't get to talk about everything because there's so much more to talk about npm as uh as a package manager has so many features uh that it's unreal but i talked about things that you know to look up afterwards and like here's where to find our doc site and all that good stuff so it was mm-hmm. it was good it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun awesome sweet <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i'm hoping it comes out soon Cause you know what a what 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 better Christmas gift can you give to yourself than watching me talk at an <laughs> unbelievable speed? <laughs> can 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 think of it? Yeah, no. Do um, they have some sort of an announcement as far as when that might be? Or um, they've already started nothing. releasing some of the videos. Um, okay. they're not in the order that they were presented, but so I'm guessing it's just kind of a as they get edited and approved, they're just right. kind of pushing them out so hopefully in the next couple of weeks it'll come okay. out mm. yeah cool yeah <clears throat> we'll put we'll put the link in one of the future episodes i guess yeah totally 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 okay. yep nice so what have you been up to khalil yeah um i've been up to stuff <laughs> so 
Oh, <clears throat> what? <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little tired. <laughs> um, Wonder why. <laughs> uh, yeah, the baby is is great. She's doing great. She's uh, but she's always up until like around twelve before she really really falls asleep. Yeah. Wow. But then she but she actually she sometimes she actually sleeps for like five six hours. Then after that, oh. nice. So that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so um, what I, I saw something uh, yesterday. Um, there were a couple of articles on, um, I think it was all on Medium. I'm not sure, but most likely. Um, and it was about burnout, like open source mm -hmm. maintainer bur burnout. And um, <clears throat> I had some thoughts about this because... Um, um, I don't remember exactly. I think it was one was the um, one guy who was participating in maintaining Babel. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I think I saw and that. Then yeah. I saw some. Yeah. Yeah, it was this dear JavaScript. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, I, I I kind of I find I found it a little bit uh, exaggerated a little bit in the like drama. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not going to make any friends with this. But <laughs> I, my reaction to so so my reaction towards this like I was thinking about it. I, was not necessarily super empathetic um even though like i i understand like if you're getting burned out i'm i'm, I'm empathetic to to if you get a burnout like that's serious like if you're like have a nervous breakdown and you just don't want it anymore like that's something serious um but when it comes to people so i've seen that more and more that open source contributors kind of writing about um, not being able or uh, writing about a lot of the negativity that comes with having or negativity that comes with maintaining or working on a very popular open source project because then there's just a lot of people um, that are putting issues up and then you ha always have that problem that the people who have something negative to say are the loudest people, the, the loud minority and then there's people that are very <clears throat> entitled in how they talk in the in the issues and say like, this sucks, fix this it doesn't work with my use case anymore fix it now, stuff like that and then there was also an article about like passive aggressive upvoting or like people mo mobbing so to speak mobbing on comments within the issue and like aggressively downvoting stuff like that and <clears throat> uh, and it's it it becomes it, there was just like an overwhelming amount of um complaint about how it's hard to be a maintainer of a popular open source uh project and my reaction towards that is like I don't really I don't I have not a super much sympathy for the complaining part of this because I feel like if 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 you don't feel like working on this anymore then you should stop like if it's it's too negative then you should stop or just take down the project nobody's you're not nobody's entitled to anything you're doing and and I and I feel like there so I feel and I and and and, and added to that like the fact that you are the like i think that there is a lot of um opportunity that comes your way and you get a lot of exposure and you, like a lot of privilege 
if you are somebody who who is part of an open source big public uh, i mean popular open source project and and it feels to me like it's it feels weird um then to um complain about the popularity of it and having to manage manage that but i don't think it was and complaining about the popularity necessarily right it was the like all the squeaky wheels i mean if if um i don't know i guess finish finish your thought first sorry uh, well that's basically my thought i <clears throat> um it's if i'm also not necessarily only talking about that but about a multitude of things that i read recently that kind of all um are in that vein and i don't really understand why you just don't like like fix like fi fix it in e like because it's e i f i find like if it really really drags you down and it's really like a negative influence on your life then you like i find then it's you just have to get out of it or you have to find a different solution like michael rogers today tweeted um a tweet storm about this where it's important that big open source projects kind of um, create a big main, like big, um, like a maintainer, uh, like a little team, like create teams where where maintenance and stuff gets outsourced. So it's not just one person that, or just a couple of people working on one big project and stuff like that. And that there needs to be work put into that so that there is a bigger crowd, uh, a bigger team that that can so you can outsource all this work that needs to be done <clears throat> so there there are approaches to do that and it's not like nobody is forcing you to work on this you know and i find it weird that if you feel like every like there's so much negativity um why still keep doing it but isn't it and usually then, that these kinds of projects they sort of i mean there's probably people that you know they're guaranteed to have very successful projects but mostly these are sort of accidents right you you do something and it catches on and then you you have a whole bunch of pride um and yeah pride basically and stuck on this it's basically you you really it makes you yeah proud that you have so and so many followers or so and so many people using this and you have this huge influence <clears throat> and then after a while probably there's this exactly you have huge influence yeah. meaning you have a lot of pr privilege like right but then also with that, that comes though a uh, uh, sort of a now all of a sudden it's a responsibility slash burden because yeah hey you put this thing out there and now you can't just but walk that's away an illusion. from it Th that's an illusion there's no responsibility whatsoever with open source like if you decide to put your free time into that, then that's your decision, and that's fine, and that's great, and it's awesome, and many people uh, uh, appreciate it. But but there's no real responsibility to keep doing right. It. But like if you feel like okay, there is there is a massive amount of people that are extremely negative in the issues, and this and you've been doing it now, trying to work it off, da 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 da, and it really drags you down. There's nobody who can do anything. <laughs> like nobody can take your job away. There's no money coming in mostly. The, like yeah, you but can you just have say, to walk away from something I'm that you most this. likely really like to do normally. But they're all right? saying that they hate working on that stuff. Oh. Like they're all losing their losing their drive to work on it. They lose their interest on working on it because of that. That's a theme that I've been seeing too. So then in that case, like don't force yourself to do it. There's no either. Like at at that point, I think that 
if it becomes so popular and and there's and you have a big interest in driving the project forward there's now other problems because of the huge popularity there's because there's this huge demand for for fixes and use cases then i think that michael rogers is definitely right that it has to be elevated to uh a team needs to be brought in like you have to put in work to create a maintainer team because it's just not possible as one person to do this I, yeah i think it's just not possible like or you have to shut down these these issues or these commenters or something some i don't know if there's a way on github to do actually do that to kind of block people or something like that but you have to shut down the ne negativity somehow or make it Or, or kind of start managing it, or you have to step away. Like there is, it's totally fine to step away, or even if it's just a break, or think about how do you take it, take half a year off of working on this to figure out how to deal with it. And maybe you, because the thing is, <clears throat> if people are so negative, um, you know, and so entitled, then take it the fuck away from them. Like they, they don't, they have no entitlement to this software. Write it yourself. Write the fix yourself. You know? Like, like this, th there's a weird dynamic going on. Like, okay, you love your project. I understand that. But this kind of, that you feel this, like, I, I just feel like you don't have to buy into those, those people. And that, that it's, it's really important that you have like a, like self-protection mechanism <laughs> where you protect yourself from that either by bringing in more people or by stepping away from it because it's more important to be sane <laughs> uh yeah hmm. then yeah i, I would think that these like, are probably just not just these are things that sort of creep in over time and they happen and this is You know, yeah. it's not easy to manage regardless. I mean, starting bringing in a team or, or starting up a team, that takes a lot of effort too. So you'd have to have sort of a company take it over or, you know, um, which I think has happened with other things. But yeah, sure. I think there's, there's, there's a, a lot of, uh, a lot of forces at work that, um, I don't know, I guess are hard yeah. to understand or manage. I'm sure, I'm sure like there's, there's definitely something. I, yeah, you're right. Like this kind of stuff just creeps mm -hmm. in. And then at some point you kind of wake up, you wake up or something, and you feel like, oh my god, fuck, this is too much, and 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 it depresses me <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's what I've that's what I've seen. Like yeah. they get depressed from this work, and it really becomes a burden. There's no fun in it at all anymore. Did you know? we lose Raquel? No, I'm here. Oh, I'm totally here. here. Okay. <laughs> I just, you know, y'all were really passionately talking about this. So I was just like, I'm going to wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. What do you think about this? Um, so, <laughs> unpopular opinion here, uh, but maybe coinciding with Khalil's uh, thoughts on this. Um, I am a terrible open source maintainer. I am absolutely terrible, terrible at it. Um, I don't want to spend the time... Uh, I just want to put my stuff out there and then kind of let it sit there and rot until I feel like working on it again. Um, I've had people come in and be like, hey, I want to, uh, I would love this feature in, in your code. And I would go, cool, you know what, I'll just make you a maintainer because I don't want to deal with this anymore. <laughs> um, there you go. So it's it's tricky, right? Because on the one hand, 
uh, yeah, no, totally. Uh, let's share code. But then on the other hand, I'm I'm less interested in the day to day of having to deal with the democratic nature of open source um, because I think like like these articles talk about um, it it can totally be really burdensome when other people are all like, hey, fix my stuff. Hey, I don't like the way you did this. Do it this way instead. And you're like. People, this is not your code. This is my code. And I don't care that much. Um, but I think, and, and so th this is also a fun fact about me. I don't actually care about code that much. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm on this podcast about code. Um, but I think <laughs> I think some people really do care about code. And I think, um, and I don't know, I kind of feel like on one hand, it's like, yeah, if... If, it, if it's getting to, to be too much, just stop, like, let it go, walk away. Yeah. Um, but then on the other hand, I can also see how, like, I think, I, I think so, okay, at least coming in as from my perspective, I have seen people who created projects and were like, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just going to shut it down and walk away. And then other people will come after them and be like, how dare you get rid of this? This is not okay. And like, well, while you're right, Khalil, it nobody has any obligation to keep to maintain open source software. There are people out there who are like, hey, I was using your stuff and I was expecting you to continue to, to work on this for free. And I'm gonna I'm gonna harass you instead of just forking it and doing it themselves. Um, because people are, you know, humans are awful. Um so I don't yeah. know. I don't. But that doesn't. That does still doesn't give them the right. Like that's another problem. Yeah. No, and that's a that different also problem. Needs needs to be dealt with somehow. Totally. But it still doesn't take away your right from walking away from no, it. No, of course not. Like you just have the right. Of course not. This is this totally fine. You can just leave it there, rot and stuff. Like that's that's absolutely, absolutely one thousand percent. Absolutely. I possible. think. I think. But I think yeah. as long as you're a lesser known open source <clears throat> maintainer like myself. Um, it's not a problem. But once you're, you know, a maintainer of Babel or Express or whatever, like the only way that TJ Hollywaychuck was was able to walk away from Express was by putting out a huge blog post about how he's leaving Node entirely and he's leaving it all in the hands of whoever wants it. Right? Like that was it. Like that was how yep. he was able to like walk away. But the it was an important notion of look. I don't want to do this anymore, but I'm giving it to somebody else. So now you, you are their problem and not mine anymore. Yeah, but it, it seemed it seemed quite. I, I mean, I, I saw that happening, and it seemed quite relaxed. He was like, "Okay, I'm going to figure out who's going to." Because Express is so popular, so it's going to be very easy to find people who want to take it over, mm -hmm. right? Because there's companies, and it, it was a company in the end that took it over. There's companies mm -hmm. that are building stuff on express and stuff like that so there was there was a bunch of uh, people because it's popular so you have opportunity you have access right mm -hmm. there's the so you say i don't want to do it anymore but i'm happy to give it over into capable hands and basically that's what he did and he basically audited whoever you know said hey i want to do it And decided who gets it, and apparently it was fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. So I think there's there's always options, <clears throat> and there is. I saw a project today. Which one was it? It was Karma, Karma, the testing whatever mm -hmm. thing, um, for unit testing and stuff. Uh, there's somebody. Somebody wrote a huge 
um, issue on GitHub, one of the maintainers said, okay, we have tons and tons of stuff to do. Here's a list of all the shit that needs to be done. And all these kind of karma-related modules need to be maintained. We need maintainers. Please. And then it was a big article about it. Da, da, da. And then who wants to help maintain? And then there was a bunch of people like, I would love to maintain. I would love to help. Da, 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 da. And then he was like giving out tasks. Okay, well, you know, pick one of the things up there and start working on this. And boom. So, so do you feel so like, that, though, that, that that's the, kind of starting the articles were they just lamenting about <clears throat> the general, you know, condition or, or state of affairs? Or were they, like, calling for people to be more civil? I mean, in general, you would think that, you know, people should just not be that nasty if, if you know, mm. yeah, people... Yeah, totally. That, obviously, so, that's never... inacceptable. ...never going to go away entirely, but... That's also something never that has to, has to be, you know, put out there, and people need to be made aware of that when they are mean to people like this. That's that's just not yeah. not acceptable and not cool. I don't know if I think it was like an expression. In some of those articles were just an expression of the pain that was felt, and you know, like what those maintainers were going through, that they felt like you know, losing interest and um, and that pe- and, and were documenting basically how awful people are yeah no i <laughs> i heard an interview projects. i think it was ed finkler he he sort of slipped into s- sort of maintaining an, a fairly popular open or very popular open source project and he he talked about the same kind of things and and it's sort of for him it was sort of this um this uh this dynamic with himself where he he couldn't decide whether to walk away because you know in all actuality, it was really fun for him to do this. If the people weren't being jerks, it would be really, really awesome. So he doesn't really want to walk away right. from it. But these people right. are being that way, so he now he wants to walk away from it, and that sucks, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's the same also for, um, yeah, I think the Babel maintainer mm-hmm. said that <clears throat> he doesn't feel like working on it anymore. And of right. course, if it wasn't, if people weren't so nasty, he would feel much better about working yeah. on the on the product. I think yeah, it really that really drives you away from it. And <clears throat> so I think what yeah, you're saying what is perfectly is... correct, you know, and fine to say, yeah, you have no obligation, you can always walk away, but if the thing is that you I don't you really have to want to walk point. away, but these people are sort of I think of, you have to though. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter if it's fun to like I think you have to walk away. Like f- self-protection is first. Right. Like you have to stay sane. You have to stay healthy. You have to like if that happens and it and you didn't and it kind of grew into this tornado of negativity and you can't uh you can't um contain it somehow you just uh, got to stop. I, I totally think. agree, but the the bottom line still is is that other people ruin something for you, right? Basically. Right. And that that kind of right. sucks. However you look at it, that sucks. Right? It's like it's I I I see it sometimes things like that. I kind of see um like a force of nature because it you're entering because it's it's what you're entering with your open source product is is a market right so there is demand for something you come in you make something you put it out there for free you maintain it for a good while and stuff like that and it grows and explodes in popularity and as soon as that happens it's like a whirlwind like a tornado like it is <laughs> it is your it is your pro, it is your 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 project and and but now some like a force has taken over right and there is there is you 
like in order to to continue in a sane way after a certain point, I think there needs to be you need to take some measures, and one of them could be you know getting more maintainers in or fight or you know starting a foundation or like all these kind of things need to happen after a certain uh, point after a certain threshold mm-hmm. you know of popularity with this kind of stuff. like it's almost like a, like there's nothing you can do about it because uh, i think um if you have a certain amount of popularity then the this kind of negativity at a certain level is unavoidable unfortunately yeah because this is how currently our society is right mm-hmm. yep so so you need you, you need something you need a structure you need help you know or to 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 deal with it mm-hmm. there's just nothing like there's no other way like it's agreed but it also because of the popularity you have influence you have you know opportunity and access and you can work with that in order to build a structure that makes it possible to keep maintaining it yeah i think right but it can over it can totally like roll or steamroll you mm-hmm. i think and that's and that's that's solely fair you know like this that's that sucks <laughs> mm. yeah <sighs> oh open source that's all yeah, I have yeah. to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> Self-preservation first, like you said. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah, exactly. um, I started meditating again, finally. Woohoo! So that, that's helpful. Cool. Not that I'm a, yeah. a, a super popular open source maintainer that is um, drowning No, but you have, negativity, you have but... three kids, Henning. <laughs> Newsflash, you have three kids. Yes. But um, and stress and work that is that is definitely helping. And, uh, <laughs> along similar lines, I don't know um, if you guys have this or ever tried it. I got a standing desk, which I've I've heard a lot of people talking about, and I'm like, mm. yeah, whatever. I don't. Why would I want to stand? But it's actually kind of nice that you can um, switch it up during the day. So especially after lunch, do a bit of standing and coding instead of sitting all day. Have you guys um, tried that out? The standing desk, yes. Yeah, uh, and. I'm standing right now. What? Ah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I like it. It's it's tricky because I find that it depends on what kind of concentration level I'm looking for when I'm standing. Because, um, like, f- super focused coding, I think I need to practice standing a little bit longer before I'm ready to, like, really focus. But if it's something like project management or... Um, just writing up notes or reviewing notes or responding to Slack stuff, I can be standing no problem. Like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just like when I'm standing, my my neurons like go slower or like maybe they're they're gravitationally pulled. So they go all the way down to my feet and like they just don't work. I don't know. Uh, but I find that if I really want to like focus on code, I need to be sitting down. But if I want if I just need to kind of be doing whatever I can, I can stand up and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, Cause for me, it was in at least in the very beginning, it was like, it was distracting to stand because I was noticing that I was standing. It was like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm standing and doing this, which I normally don't do, which was kind of a weird feeling. But like I said, now I actually, I enjoy it. So I do it, I don't know, several times a day, just stand up for like half an hour or something and then sit back down, especially after mm-hmm. lunch. That's very helpful. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anyway, 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a standing desk. I haven't tried it mm, so far. Okay. And you're you're really happy with it, or yeah, it's any? just a nice flexibility. It's not like you, you yeah. know, are tied to anything. And I find myself making quite a bit of use of it, which I never thought I would, but I am. Yeah, they mm. started basically replacing our our tables with uh, standing desks in the dev corner mm. of the place and it's kind of nice okay so are they like uh, electric yeah you can basically stuff? store your settings and you have like four four buttons you can push one and mm -hmm. it goes to your setting for whatever so i have just have one and two yeah one is sitting two is standing and, yep uh, i have the set. same the same thing it's actually i think it's important to kind of switch between them throughout the day um, mm -hmm. kind of the biggest argument for standing desks is that people spend too long sitting. Um, but it turns out that you can do just as much damage to your body if you spend all of your time standing because you're yeah. basically just, you know, forcing your body into a specific configuration. We as humans are meant to be, you know, wandering around, um, and neither standing in one place for eight hours nor sitting in one place for eight hours is good for uh, a yep. body that likes to wander. So, you know, yeah. Make sure to wander and Good do right. stuff. Yeah. So we need a wandering desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife said, now you just need a treadmill is... under it. You'll get in shape at the same time. <laughs> yeah, Don't. Right. Yeah, some people yeah, do that. Some people yeah, do, do that. My dad did that for a while. <laughs> nice. But that sounds then, dangerous. You know, the treadmill um, broke. So um, anyway, uh, let's see. What else? So yeah. I've stumbled over a new exceptional podcast that I'm listening to. And so Gimlet Media, which is a exclusively podcasting company, they only do podcasts. Um, and they're founded by an ex-NPR guy. And they, one of their new podcasts is called The Homecoming. And it's, it's like... A, How do you say, how do you say that? And, uh, it's like an acted, like a like an audio play. Okay. Would you say that? Sure. Right. So you, yeah. So you have uh, you have actors, like TV actors. Uh, one of them is David Schwimmer from the from Friends. Ross from Friends. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and some others that I don't know the the names. Um, and it's 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 a story about. Yeah, the, well, it's about so the homecoming is is pe pe like veterans coming home from from the war and they have PTSD and then they get treated by this one woman and she is working on this program. They they are treated at this program. It's a government program, something like that. And she has and her she is trying to really solve their problems and kind of getting them to open up and da da da. And then there's her boss who is David Schwimmer. Who is who just wants to keep the pro program running and clean, and they're having like all these kind of um, uh, like fights, and they're on the phone a lot, and then and then there's like uh, jumps back in time from when she got recruited by him, and all these kind of stuff, and it's it's done, it's just like really really. Um, Yeah, it's it's just great. It's really great. Like the acting is fantastic. The story is interesting, and yeah, so this is really a, like a little exceptional little podcast there. Yeah, have they announced like how long? Okay. I mean, it's going to be how many episodes or seasons? Uh, I don't know. No, because no. I, I did hear, hear the announcement, but I I haven't uh, listened to it yet. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, but they're definitely working um, in seasons now. So yeah, this they is are. the fall season yep. or whatever. And yeah, so there's going to be breaks. And yeah. uh, 
some some of these I find these episodes are a little too short. They're like twenty minutes episodes, and it's it feel always feels like ah, I want to listen more. <laughs> That's the more. whole point, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, I want, but it would be great. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it, binge watching makes sense in the podcast world, but it, this would be like a podcast that, of course, would be great to binge. Yeah, listen. Yeah, like Netflix. Hmm. Yeah. So indeed. Yeah, if it's from Gimlet, it's probably very good. That's their, their stuff. It's, is, a, it's amazing. I mean, yeah. those actors are really tremendous. <laughs> and David and David uh, Schwimmer, he at the beginning I totally because I knew that he was part of it, and in the beginning I didn't recognize his voice because he just is not talking like Ross at all. Like he's talking like this asshole kind of <laughs> professor type guy, and he's really he does a really 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 good job at it. It's really good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, big recommend. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, and I also saw um, Jen Schiffer was talking at the XOXO conference. Oh my goodness. And the XO Yes. And the XOXO conference is it seems to be a really cool conference. It's like super exclusive. You only get in like I don't know if you're invited or something or it's a lottery or mm-hmm. I don't know. And um they have all these uh, interesting creators talking there also there's uh, all the talks from 2015 and 2016 are up and um for instance i actually saw the talk by um the guy who founded gimlet media he also kind of told the story of creating gimlet media and stuff and um and all these creators that go or creators or makers or whatever programmers sometimes that they that talk there they all did something of interest that 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 got popular or they're very successful in something and they basically talk about how that happened like all these talks of i started doing this and i stumbled into that and then suddenly this happened this is kind of the talks and um and jen gives just this amazing great talk about her satire satire writing and she's she's giving it to an audience that is not necessarily full of programmers i'm sure there are also programmers there mm-hmm. but um because they're laughing at programmers jokes also but she's definitely kind of she 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 made it so that people who are not programming understand what she's talking about and what the web, uh, what what she's what she's writing satire about in in the web world and stuff. So that was a really really funny and really cool talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. No, it was so great. Uh, it's definitely worth spending half an hour watching this talk because Jen is uh, she is uh, a gem. In in the <laughs> in in our community, and I think she's got some really really important things to say as well. Um, so yeah. definitely, really definitely a plus. Totally recommend. Uh, and there was just this running <laughs> this running gag all the time in the slides about uh, Peter Thiel wanting to eat the uh, wanting to drink the blood or no not. <laughs> he wanted of hum, young human beings yeah no he like the here's the thing right so so jen does a, t- a ton of satire and then people accidentally think that it's right. real um but then you have mm-hmm. someone like peter Thiel who literally said that he wants to have blood yeah. transfusions with younger people because that'll keep him living longer and yeah. people are like, that can't be real. No, no, that's real. That is actual, yeah. really a thing that happened and he really did say. And people are like, just ignoring it. Whereas the things that Jen says on, on the internet 
90% of them total satire. And they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. It's like, oh my goodness. And so she's, she's literally just kind of comparing and contrasting. Like there is real crazy, like, and I'm, I'm using that not like, I'm using that totally like dude is really off the rails uh, on the internet. (laughs) And then there's Jen who's just trying to make a point. (laughs) And wow. So genius. Yeah, it's pretty Absolutely good. Absolutely genius. It's really, really great. Um, so right. yeah, fun times. Fun times. Anyway. Um, cool. Well, I think <laughs> we just like went right through this episode. Uh, but I think we have to wrap up now, sadly. I do. I think we're done. Yes, yeah. We do. yeah. Um, but uh, you know, we have we have a Slack channel. It's cool. You should come hang out. Um I don't know who's joined in the yeah. last since the last episode. <laughs> well, while, while you guys figure I, I, that out, I'll, I have a very nice uh, review here. It says um, it's five stars, almost perfect. It's by G N C L Morais, I think. Oh, I don't know how yeah. To pronounce that. But oh, he sounds yeah, familiar from, from Slack, right? Yep. So, yep. Yeah, yeah, long yeah. Time listening, yeah. This is just like catching up with a close group of your tech friends on a Friday after a long and long week of good, bad, or random events. You could be talking about the latest 643JS frameworks that were released that week (laughs) or about the latest viral app uh, that is Pokemon Go. It's that free form. If you're looking for a highly edited and polished podcast, this is not it. However, if you're part of a, if you want to be part of a close community of tech-interested people, welcome. You found your pack. And don't forget to join the Slack channel. So very nice. Thank you. Yay! Very cool. Yay! Um, (laughs) Definitely take that to heart, dear listeners, because no one new has joined us since Uh (laughs) (laughs) mid-November. But honestly, we also haven't been very active. Yeah, we've been very absent. Sorry. I mean, it's it's the end of the year, and, uh, you know, it's it's hard. But... um, at least with with this episode, I'm sure we'll spark some fun discussions and conversation. Um, there's yeah. always more to talk about, so join us in the Slack channel, which you can find via our show notes at uh, reactive.audio. That is correct, and also we have um, we have a Twitter account at Reactive Pod, and I'm Khalil tweets on the Twitters as well. All right, yeah. So I don't know. Tell someone about the podcast if you like it. That's how we get more listeners. And uh, if you could leave us a review, uh, just like you heard now, um, there's a a link in the show notes to to do all that. Uh, so follow that. And uh, my name is Henning, and I am H Glattergots on Twitter. And I am Rockbot on Twitter, and uh, I'm generally pretty good at responding to tweets. Usually. Usually. Okay. <laughs> I'm not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're out? Oh. Oh, I, I don't know. I have not had time. It's been crazy. Uh, it's, but, uh, yeah. Things. Yeah. It's 2016. It's almost yeah. over. So. All right. And with that... Uh, have fun, dear monitor lizards. Go forward and uh, chat with you hopefully next week. All right. Talk to you next week. Right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. Oh.